With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bumper on the fan. Rewind on KFAN and the Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. I'm Nordo from 9 to noon. Vikings Rewind is presented by Omni Viking Lakes, and you can book your stay today. It's a great hotel. Go to omnihotels.com slash Viking Lakes. Vikings found their second victory of the year yesterday. The Vikings beat on the Bears 19 to 13, the final score at Soldier Field yesterday. Vikings improving to two and four. The Bears now one and five among the worst teams in the NFL. And the Vikings, by the way, they've now beaten the Bears at Soldier Field four years in a row. So for a long time, felt impossible to get a win in the Windy City. But now the Vikings have done it four consecutive seasons. Loving that, loving a victory. And later on, you're going to love a chipper or more chipper head coach, Kevin O'Connell. He chatted with the media earlier today. I'll play back a portion of that next segment. But let's rewind to the action. Now, in the two victories for the Vikings this year, in both cases, the theme was defense, making plays, splash plays in particular. You're going to hear a guy get to the house later on this segment. But first... Let's hear DJ Wanham get into the quarterback. Justin takes the snap, and he's sacked immediately. He was sacked, and like a shot, DJ Wanham from the backside of Justin Fields brings him down, and Justin now has been sacked 21 times this season. That's a loss of seven yards. How about that? That's the first offensive play of the game for the Bears and Justin Fields sent reeling. Later on, in the same drive, first possession of the game by the Bears, Wanham, Daniil Hunter, they got him again. Second and 15 from the Bears, 41, low snap, Fields in trouble again. Nowhere to go, he's sacked again! It's a sack attack on Justin Fields! And D.J. Wanham was part of it again. So Fields has now been sacked 22 times this season. Wow. 77 times the last uh, 20 games and about four minutes of play. So the Vikings force a punt. Vikings get the ball. Their first opportunity on offense of the day. Now you Vikings fans pay attention. You love the team. You know all of this already. But the Vikings on their opening possession and turn the ball over in three consecutive games leading into yesterday against the Bears. The Vikings had not scored any points on offense in their opening possession of the game. Something, as we're looking at 2022, it happened like this. 2023, it's happening like that. Everything's so different. Uh, the, the Vikings were one of the best offensive teams in the NFL early in games. Hasn't been the case thus far in 2023, but baby steps, small victories. The Vikings go on a nine-play, 33-yard drive. Okay, they don't cover a ton of the field. They possess for nearly five minutes, like that part of it. Now, they don't get a touchdown, but they don't turn the ball over. They actually kick a field goal, and Greg DeLeg makes it. Here's Joseph's first 50-yard try or plus of the season. He was 4 of 10, 50-plus last year. 53-yard try, left hash, snap spot. Joseph with a ton of leg, and it is good. Wow. Greg Joseph, 5 of 5 on field goals this year. 
How about that? Greg Joseph, perfect and pure from 53 yards. And the Vikings have now scored points on an opening possession. They navigated an opening possession without punting or turning the ball over. So good times indeed. And this really set off a a chain reaction of field goals. There was a lot of punting and a lot of field goals yesterday, specifically early. And Cairo Santos... Even the score at three apiece on the ensuing possession for the Bears. Then it's Greg Joseph again with the second possession. Two possessions in a row for this Vikings offense with points and no turnovers. But then things get weird at Soldier Field as they normally do as you're watching in the second quarter and something like this happens. Hawkinson in motion to the right. Cousins under center play action. He's going to flip it out to that fumble. Cam on it. Yeah, Cam better fall on that. Uh, now TJ Edwards has fallen on it at the sideline. That's a fumble because Cousins threw it behind the line of scrimmage, and Akers went to bobbling it. Question is, Viking sideline, uh, did it get out of bounds or did? Really on the field is a backward pass oh with recovery by Chicago. I mean, are, are you, you kidding, kidding me? me? It's like, what? Come on! I mean, that that if it sticks, that's our ninth lost fumble this season. Can, it would be can, minus ten in the take give. Can somebody stop Demar- Demarcus Walker? All he's doing is coming underneath. It looks like our offense is getting back on the field, but my goodness, Paul, this is this is ridiculous. Everybody take a breath, including Pete. Vikings keep the ball after review. T.J. Edwards, the Bears linebacker, one of his feet, one of his toes were touching out of bounds as he attempted to recover that ball. So it stays with the Vikings. It's a loss of nine yards. Second and 19, T.J. Hawkinson had a chance to move the chains on a nice pass over the middle. Can't bring the catch in. Some struggles catching balls recently for T.J. Hawkinson. Vikings end up punting and up 6-3 midway through the second quarter. Bears tie it up. Five-play, 45-yard drive. They kick another field goal with Cairo Santos, and it's 6-6. So now Vikings, another chance to respond. They fumbled it but didn't give it away on that possession, that highlight you just heard. Well, they gave it away this time. Cousins back to pass. T.J. Edwards hit, hit him as he tried to throw it, and it was picked off by Tremaine Edmonds at the 35. The former Bill couldn't beat us in Buffalo last year, so he's trying to beat us in Chicago this year. And the Minnesota Vikings are minus 10 in the take give. That's worst in the NFL. Kirk has thrown five picks this year. And with 2.48 to go in the first half, the Bears are deep in Vikings territory. In the end, that was actually ruled a fumble. I'm not exactly sure why. Maybe the ball hadn't left Kirk's hand yet when his arm was hit as he was trying to unload that thing. But in the end, it's, it's a Vikings turnover. And a lot of turnovers for this team in 2023. And both teams coming in, they're one and four. There are reasons why these teams are losing these games, right? So you're frustrated that your favorite team just had that happen. Well, the Bears are like, we we find ways to, to mess up games, too. Here's the very next possession for the Bears. Fields on a short drop, shakes the shoulders. Hit as he throws. It's up there. Yeah, Jordan Hicks got it at the 15. Shakes the Darnell Mooney tackle, turns it up at the 20. Hey! We took the ball away from somebody, and it was Jordan Hicks with the interception after we gave the ball away, and a couple of one-and-four teams at Soldier Field are trying to figure out what to do. Normally, the Vikings are the ones giving the ball away in the red zone. This time, it was the Bears. Huge play by Jordan Hicks, taking points off the board for the Bears and allowing the Vikings offense to head the other way. This is all still in the first half, by the way. And following that turnover by Chicago, it's Vikings ball at their own 23, a minute 47 remaining in the half. This was the best offensive drive of the day by 10 miles for the Vikings offense. Eight plays, 77 yards. 
And no Justin Jefferson in this game. We know that. So it had to go to somebody else. And it was Jordan Addison for six. Cousin shotgun takes the snap. Five-step drop. Steps up. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown Vikings! Jordan Addison with his fourth receiving touchdown this season has given Minnesota a 12-6 lead in the shadow of halftime. And that's your score at the break. The extra point was blocked. So good times, bad times, I guess. But a lead at the half for the Vikings offense, and they get the ball to start the third quarter. Vikings go three and out to start the third quarter. Third quarters have been problematic for this team, really for the last season and a half. And it was a punt-a-thon, really, to start the second half in Chicago yesterday. Vikings go three and out. The Bears respond. They end up punting Justin Fields. That's kind of one of the stories of this game. Hurt his hand when he was sacked by Daniil Hunter. Fields takes a deep drop, straight drop. DJ Wanham looking for a second sack. And now Fields will throw it away as he nearly is sacked outside the numbers. They ruled him down, Paul. Oh, they did. They ruled him down. Prior to the pass. Whoa! So that um, so that'll be another sack today for Daniil Hunter, which means Daniil has two sacks today, eight on the season. That would set up a fourth and long. The Bears would punt and the Vikings would respond, still in the third quarter, with another three and out. That was their first two possessions of the day. Three and outs for the Vikings offense. They only had two first outs in the entire second half yesterday. The second one coming at the very end of the game as Alexander Madison moved the chains to seal the game with less than two minutes to go. So struggles on offense. But Justin Fields, that hand injury, he's out. So Bears ball and enter Tyson Bajent. He's an undrafted rookie out of Shepard. It's a D2 school. There's actually more information online about his dad, Travis Bajent, who's some sort of arm wrestling world champion. But Bajent in the game, his first drive as an NFL quarterback, well, it, uh, it doesn't go well. Play action out of the shotgun. Harrison Phillips trying to give him his fumble. first sack. Josh Metellus forced to fumble. It's bouncing about. Picked up by Jordan Hicks. 40, 30, and is loose. Touchdown! Jordan Hicks with the second touchdown of his career has run the Minnesota Vikings to an 18-6 lead. Huge day for Jordan Hicks. He takes points off the board for the Bears with that red zone interception. And then now you hear that fumble return for a touchdown. Points that the offense wasn't able to provide in some spots. The defense coming through largely. Now 19-6 after the extra point. Should the team have gone for two there? I'll let you uh, ponder that on your own. But this wouldn't be a Vikings game in 2023. This wouldn't be a Vikings game at Soldier Field uh, without some drama. As 19-6 now, we're entering the fourth quarter, about 12 and a half minutes to go in the game, where Bajent, the undrafted cat, nine plays, 77 yards, and the tush push. Tightly packed eye behind him, Cole Komet. It's a tush push, and Bajent is... No signal. Touchdown Bears. Tyson Badgett. Komet pushed him. Badgett with his first National Football League touchdown. Spikes the ball violently in the end zone. 19-13 Vikings. And you know that ends up being the final score. But living this game yesterday live... The Bears very conceivably could get a stop on defense. It's midway through the fourth quarter and have a chance with the undrafted rookie QB from a D2 school and all, Tyson Bajent. They would have a chance to go down, score a touchdown. And with the six-point deficit, an extra point takes the lead. So that's kind of the sweat 
that Vikings fans were enduring late in this one yesterday. Just need the offense to move the chains a few times, kill some clock, and get out of there alive. Well, unfortunately, the Vikings offense goes three and out, and they only took a minute off the clock. So it is Tyson Bajant and the Bears offense with a chance to drive and take the lead. It was a nine-play, 41-yard drive. They moved the sticks, but in the end, the rookie freaked out. And the Vikings seal it. High snap from Patrick to Bajan. He throws up an interceptable ball. And Byron Murphy Jr. takes it. And he turns it up to the 20-30. And DJ Moore runs him down from behind at about the 43-yard line. And this Bajan finally threw up one of those punts that was intercepted. And that's also the two-minute warning. Byron Murphy Jr. with his first interception wearing the colors. Kid freaks out at the pass rush, throws up a lottery ball. Byron Murphy Jr. intercepts it. Vikings offense runs out the clock, and the team runs their way to the winner's circle. 19-13 to is the final score. Vikings 2-4 and on the season. Bears fall to 1-5. and Vikings have now beaten the Bears at Soldier Field four years in a row. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, moving on from that, before we get to the break, the Friday football feast. You can join PA and Charge at the Crystal location. Buffalo Wild Wings, Crystal, this Friday, 9 to noon. It's the Friday football feast presented by Coors Light. Enjoy food and drink specials and a chance to win Vikings tickets and more. Go to vikings.com slash BWW for full schedule and details. When we return to Vikings Rewind, you'll hear from head coach Kevin O'Connell. He talked to the media earlier today. I'll play back a heavy portion of that. It's Vikings Rewind presented by Omni Viking Lakes right here on KFAN and the Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. Our daughter Jessie loves playing detective. A clue. But since we discovered she has sensitive skin, we've been playing detective too. We thought the problem was our puppy. But it was actually our old detergent. Aha. Uh-huh. So we switched to Tide Free and Gentle. Tide cleans better than the leading competitive free detergent, and it doesn't leave behind irritating residues. Plus, Tide Free and Gentle has no dyes or perfumes, so it's gentle on her skin. Case closed. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide Free and Gentle. Again, the fan. Welcome back to Vikings Rewind on KFAN and the Minnesota Vikings Radio Network, brought to you by Omni Viking Lakes. Before we get to some audio from the head coach, just another reminder, you can join Mike Mussman along with Vikings tackle Christian Derisaw. Vikings country Tuesdays, and tomorrow it's at the Lookout in Maple Grove. Tomorrow at the Lookout in Maple Grove, Christian Derisaw, Muss, Vikings country, and it's presented by Miller Lite. You can win great prizes including tickets in the Miller Lite Lounge at U.S. Bank Stadium, vikings.com slash vikingscountry for more info and a full schedule. You heard the highlights last segment recapping the 19-13 to Vikings victory over the Chicago Bears yesterday at Soldier Field. It's becoming a trend, Vikings winning at Soldier Field like that. And I like the head coach. Kevin O'Connell chatted with the media earlier today. Let's hear a portion of that. What can you do at this point to get more out of the running game? Yeah, I think it's, you know, we, we taking a look at the tape today, there were some fundamental things that, uh, you know, maybe we didn't, we didn't do as, as, as well as we would have liked and, and certain things that we had kind of put on tape over the last two, three weeks, um, that, that, uh, didn't show up as consistently on the tape yesterday. And I think once again, you can credit the Bears and, 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 and kind of, uh, some of the things they were able to do. Uh, it was a team going into the game that had forced quite a bit of uh, negatives in the run game through some of the things that they do schematically um, and and they were able to be 
you know, effective on some downs there, especially early on in the, you know, in the second half there that contributed to us having too many three and outs and, and some, you know, quite frankly, some less than ideal third down situations, either backed up long yardage or potentially off of some of those, you know, kind of negatives, either the lateral play that, you know, went backwards, the intentional grounding call. Uh, where Kirk was trying to dish it to CJ as ineligible once we kind of gave up a you know an immediate pressure there. Um, there was just a lot of scenarios there and a very limited amount of plays when you're not able to sustain. At least you guys know I've talked about getting that first down and kind of triggering the ability to move the football there. When we were able to do that, either in that two-minute drive or early on in the game where we you know drove and 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 were able to get two chances at some field goals for Greg which which he was outstanding knocking those 250 plus yarders through um but ultimately it just comes down to uh guys maybe in some new role or new roles continuing to grow in their execution and 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 the trust and and what we're asking them to do and and then just some of the guys we do rely on um, being a little bit more consistent Kevin, you've talked this season about chasing that complete performance, that best performance. Yep. Um, what does that look like in your eyes, and, and how close are you guys to to attaining that? Um, do you think? Well, I think it I think it starts with winning the turnover battle, which we were able to do yesterday. Um, defensively, making some big plays, and offensively, um, doing everything with our power within our power of carrying the football when we possess it uh, to manage. Um, you know, not catastrophically giving away the football, which has hurt us so, so, uh, so much, you know, early on through these first five games before yesterday. And then it comes down to once you're able to be all about the ball and protect the football, uh, then it comes down to putting, uh, putting it all together from a standpoint of being efficient in the run game, uh, finding ways to get explosives in the play pass game. We, we were able to hit a couple plays there. We had another chance down the sideline for Jordan uh, where he got behind the coverage, uh, all with opportunities uh, on early downs that we can get in our offense when we can sustain some efficiency. Now, with all that being said, uh, we have other tools uh, at our disposal to try to be more efficient uh, or maybe it's not the run game. It could be the rhythm and timing of the quick passing game or the no huddle or different personnel groupings. We've got to go into all of those tools uh, to try to best serve ourselves on offense when you are, you know, without uh, a player of Justin's caliber, where we have quite honestly built a lot of the things that we do uh, around him. But uh, that is by no stretch going to be allowed to be an excuse for us not going out there and playing to our potential on offense. And, and it starts with me and and our staff and, and uh, then giving these guys the tools that they need to go have success. But I do think that that complete performance is out there for us. Just how important has Daniel been to what you guys are, are are doing on defense, and how important was I mean, obviously bringing him back to be able to do probably what what you've seen from him. Yeah, I thought uh, you know yesterday uh, Daniel showed up even much more so than his two sacks. He was really active on the edge, physical, um, explosive. Um, Daniel's a huge part of our defense, whether we're just rushing four trying to get him one-on-ones or, you know, we are sending pressures and where we have him in the pressure, what gap we have him hitting, moving him around the front. Um, he's a, a integral part and will continue to be so uh, of flows, you know, kind of plan going into each and every game. And I think it's been critical to have him back and very, very fortunate that we have him in there. 
Hey, Kevin, I just wanted to follow up from the outside. It looked like Lewis Seen was was a healthy scratch. Just where's he at in his development and what do you want to see from him? Yeah, Lou's been, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's uh, been working his way back from from that hamstring injury. And we feel good about him, you know, being at at uh, full capacity here and, and hope to get him going a little bit. My anticipation is he'll be up and, and ready to roll this week and maybe taking on some some roles, you know, at Gunner, you know, having some things on defense, whatever that looks like. We'll work through that. Um, but uh, but yeah, Lou is, uh, you know, there, there's there's a lot of ways to describe a, a healthy scratch. And when a guy's working himself back um, and then the roles you envision for him um, for that game, um, I've, you know, Lou knows we have 100% confidence in him, and I, I, I think we'll see uh, his role continue to evolve and 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 grow throughout the season. I I just noticing a stat here. You guys have 18 sacks the first six games. That's top 10 in the league. You talked about Daniel a second ago. Um, just kind of what has it taken to to really improve that stat based on you know some struggles in getting pressure on quarterbacks the last you know last season. What what have you done to improve that this year? Yeah, I think it starts with, you know, guys like Daniil, Marcus, um, you know, DJ Wanham has shown up. Uh, we've been able to, you know, maybe where uh, the pressure packages haven't always equaled sacks, uh, it has forced teams to, you know, change the way they want to play, change the way they slide protections. They have to account for the threat of, of guys coming when they're down there around the line of scrimmage, specifically Harrison Smith when he's down there, or maybe it's Metellus, maybe it's Byron Murphy off the slot. Um, but when you've put a lot of that on tape um, and all of those things are possible, uh, offenses have to account for that. So they're they're talking a little bit less about uh, making sure they have a great plan for Daniil or, or Marcus or DJ um, or any of our other guys. So I think it all kind of works together over the – you know, the uh, the totality of these first six games, and we've kind of seen the impact of that. Now we want to continue to marry the rush and coverage together when we are bringing pressure. What's it look like on the back end so that we're fundamentally sound and, and, and covered from a standpoint of where people may try to attack us? I thought we did a good job yesterday having a plan for DJ Moore and, uh, you know, and, and, and really commit and, and uh, Mooney as well. Uh, they were able to make a couple plays here and there, but you know, for the most part, I thought versus what had been a pretty explosive skill group over the previous couple weeks, our guys did a nice job um, on that, while still finding a way to get pressure and and uh, force the quarterback off the spot and 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 get him on the ground a few times. As head coach Kevin O'Connell with the media earlier today, it wraps up Vikings Rewind, which is presented by Omni Viking Lakes. And one more time before we head out. You can rediscover fun again at Omni Viking Lakes Hotel. The playlist is endless, just steps from the Vikings headquarters and training facility. You can book online today. Just go to omnihotels.com slash Viking Lakes. Vikings are two and four. It's been a frustrating, weird season thus far for everybody involved. And next up, it's prime time and the San Francisco 49ers are in town. They just lost their first game of the season. And this is going to be a fun one, regardless of the outcome, a week from tonight. 7.15 p.m.-ish kickoff and 5 p.m. pregame right here on your home for Vikings football. The Fan, I'm Nordo. Thanks for listening to KFAN and the Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. Have a great night.
daughter Jessie loves playing detective. A clue. But since we discovered she has sensitive skin, we've been playing detective too. We thought the problem was our puppy. But it was actually our old detergent. Aha. Uh-huh. So we switched to Tide Free and Gentle. Tide cleans better than the leading competitive free detergent and it doesn't leave behind irritating residues. Plus, Tide Free and Gentle has no dyes or perfumes, so it's gentle on her skin. Case closed. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide Free and Gentle.